0: Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, Some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. And today I'm going to talk about the Montauk Chair. Have you heard of the Montauk Chair or the Montauk Project? It's very fascinating. Well, apparently the government in their ever-aggrandizing desire to perfect paranormal research decided or was able to create a mind-reading and uh, mind-accelerating chair to any and all of those who sat in it, were able to not only expand their mind, expand their psychic capabilities, but also produce real psychic capabilities within the real world, including portals, creatures, and the ability to see through people's eyes and experience life as other people who were living. So let's dig in. So the Montauk Project takes place in New York, and it was a base that has been shut down since. Uh, and there's a few individuals who came forward and discussed this project. One of which is Al Bielik. B-I-E-L-E-K, who states that he began to recover memories after going through some New Age and hypnosis regression therapy. Uh, And the other is Preston B. Nichols, who wrote a book called The Montauk Project, Experiments in Time. And there was another individual as well, a Mr. Duncan Cameron. Now, what's really fascinating is uh, Al Bielik found out that his true name was actually Edward Cameron. Well, he was actually Duncan Cameron's brother, and they were both indoctrinated into the Philadelphia experiment, which full plays with the Montauk Project, uh, which we can talk about later on. But the Montauk Project is really fascinating for so many reasons, but um, not the least of which is that it follows with Stranger Things. Stranger Things actually came up with the vast majority of their plot with the Montauk Project. So if you've seen Stranger Things on Netflix, a lot of the the themes that go on in that, pro- in that sh- television show happened in the Montauk Project including the creation of monsters. So let's dig in. So One of the most fascinating things about the chair was that they did use children uh, to see if they could harness the child's capabilities which were deemed to be better than adults or at least maybe break the children into uh, this new technology psych- psychologically so they could implant subconscious commands uh, into the children. So, you know, if you've seen the first first uh, season of Stranger Things, you're going to see 11 as part of a group of children who they're trying to uh, indoctrinate and give psychic capabilities, telekinetic properties, and other uh, psi powers. So... <clears throat> uh. In real life, these these children were called the Montauk Boys, and we're talking about the uh, Bielek, and Nichols and um, and Cameron. And so, what they would do is they would send them back and forth through time, uh, opening portals with this Montauk chair and seeing what, where and when they could place them. So in an earlier episode, uh, podcast, I had talked about the jump room that they had created to go to Mars. They basically uh, stepped into a Tesla-type uh, device, a Tesla-created device, and were able to jump. And this Montauk project, I really want, if they didn't get some of this technology from alien spacecraft. Because if you have any knowledge of alien spacecraft, it's always driven by the mind. It's always driven by uh, psychic properties or telepathic properties. So to bring real life into play, I would believe that that telepathy would have a a factor and they would be able to develop, maybe they backwards developed some of this technology and were able to uh, develop a chair the montauk chair in order to uh gain access to the things that they wanted to gain access to many of which you know <laughs> not, not the least of which are highly illegal highly ill immoral using children you know creating monsters and uh putting children into time travel but you know hey all in the sense of good science right So to go back to some of the individuals who were put in, Nichols details his work on the Montauk chair in his book, claiming it used electromagnetism to further the psychic powers of anyone who sat in it. And Duncan Cameron, in a stroke of uncanny coincidence, happened to have substantial psychic abilities, including the ability to manifest objects with his mind using the device. Could you imagine... Being able to manifest a object with this device. Manifest what exactly? Could he manifest a gold brick and become rich? Could he manifest a wife? Could he manifest a spacecraft? You know, what were his limitations? Let's look further. So, again, you know, going back to Stranger Things, um... The character played uh, by Millie Bobby Brown, character 11, has these similar capabilities to open a portal to a parallel alternate dimension called the Upside Down. In the Montauk Project, Cameron and the other researchers would use the chair to similarly open portals through space-time. So, there's another project called the God Helmet, which is totally different, but when I think about... The Montauk chair, I think about the God chair to be able to create portals, to be able to create life, create objects at will, seems to be godlike. <clears throat> and Nichols described another experiment that was similar to remote viewing, um, but slightly different. This experiment was called the Seeing Eye. And with a lock of a person's hair or another appropriate object in hand, Duncan could concentrate on the person and be able to see as if he were seeing through the other person's eyes, hear through the other person's ears, and feel as though he was in their body. He could actually see through the through other people anywhere on the planet. So given the right objects, he was able to have an immense amount of information at his fingertips and at the government's fingertips. <laughs> so, you know, this is like, you know, godlike information and you know, it's no wonder that the U S became a superpower if they were able to harness this energy and this, this capability. And we're talking years in the past, we're talking, you know, 30, 40 years in the past here. This is, uh, you know, maybe even further, so, I mean, how far have we come in 30, 40 years? I mean, we went from, you know, 10, 12 years ago not having a, a smartphone to, you know, having Facebook and Instagram and FaceTime chatting, and things that we never had before in 10 years. I mean, could you imagine what we could do with 40 years, 50 years, 60 years? I mean, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. <clears throat> so... Uh going back to what he was capable of doing with a seeing eye, it was so much more than remote viewing. Um and far more shocking because um uh, to be able to really be through these people's eyes, um, and it sounds like they were able to remote influence these individuals as well, kind of like in the MK Ultra um Experiments where they were trying to control people's behavior through drugs and through hypnosis and other uh, brainwashing techniques. You don't have to do any of that. You sit in this chair and you got ultimate control over anything and anywhere you want. You can be anywhere you want. You can be anyone you want, and you can have all the information right at your fingertips, almost like you have a video camera through anyone's eyes on the planet. So. According to Nichols, the children that were part of the program were psychologically broken down by the Montauk Project, um, and they were forced to forget about their entire time uh, at this camp, which was called Camp Hero, uh, which was built into the into a hillside, and they had a concrete bunker door. And that was the only way in or out. It's a sealed entrance to the underground facilities um, and subterranean floors. So they had multiple floors underneath the ground in which to complete their experiments. Later on, these floors were multiply uh, sealed off with cement, much like that you see in, you know, um, in Stranger Things. You know, if if you've seen that, it's a great show. Um, So going forward... He states that multiple people were able to similarly recover their traumatic memories of the Montauk Project. Um, Another man, Stuart Swerdlow, a 52-year-old man in Michigan in 2017 told The Sun that he was one of the Montauk Boys uh, that Nichols describes and he and others like him were subjected to horrific abuse. Um, They'd stated that when the experiments started to begin, that they'd target expendable boys like orphans, runaways, or childrens of drug addicts, and the kind of kids no one would really come looking for. The aim was to fracture their minds so that they could program you, and they would change the temperature from very hot to very cold, starve you, overfeed you, and just kind of overall brainwash you. He states that he even remembers being beaten with a wooden paddle. And he stated that they even did like things like waterboarding where they'd hold their head underwater till they almost drowned. Um, and they stated that this was super effective. It makes a person likely to listen and obey their rescuer, quote unquote. And they also used L S D to put their brains into an altered state. So, you know, going back again to the government using drugs to alter states and, you know, them banning all these drugs, you know, back, you know, so many years ago, they banned LSD, banned marijuana, banned cocaine, banned all this stuff. Meanwhile, they're using all kinds of hallucinogenics, mushrooms and everything else to try to see what they could come up with psychically to have a psychic power over people. So you see where, you know, the government can kind of manipulate things for their own benefit, where they're trying to gain a psychological, militaristic advantage. Uh, and not want the public to have any access to any of these these drugs that could potentially give them some sort of hard line into uh, a potential psychic power uh, so Swardlow uh, also added that uh, he observed project staffers abusing children in order to break them down multiple different ways. Um, You know, it's pretty, sounds kind of sad. I mean, definitely sad. Um, But going back to the chair, he stated that when someone would be sitting in the chair, uh, they would envision what they envisioned would first appear on a transmitter screen before being manifested in the real world or in a solid form. So when they were trying to use the chair to manifest something in the real world, it would show up on this transmitter screen first. The project was shut down after many of these individuals were beginning to manifest certain things that they were not ready to deal with. Um, And there was this code that basically stated that, kind of like a fail-safe code, to cover their asses. So that if anything bad went down and they needed to manifest something to shut everything down... They were given a code, uh, and finally they decided that they had had enough of the entire experiment, and some of the scientists as well, and engaged and activated the contingency program. Um, and they approached Duncan while he was in the chair and simply whispered to him, the time is now. And at that moment, he let loose and manifested an a, a enormous monster from his subconscious. The transmitter actually portrayed a hairy monster. It was humongous, hairy, hungry, and nasty, according to uh, Nichols and Duncan. But it didn't appear underground uh, at the location where they were at. It actually showed up on the base, and it was starting to eat anything it could find, and it was smashing everything in sight. Several different people saw it, but almost everyone described a different beast So can you imagine that? I mean, this things like going around destroying things, but maybe it's just only interacting with the individual's subconscious, that it's not actually really there, but it's manifesting itself into your subconscious in a way to terrify you. Um, So Nichols stated that they had to destroy all the equipment in order to remove the creature from existence and send it back to its original dimension, or something to, to that effect. And this is obviously inspiration for Stranger Things, where Eleven summons a monster, and similarly goes on to uh, cause havoc and and destroy uh, a lot of the uh, local area. So, the Montauk Project, um, you know, definitely was in Long Island, New York, um, and you know, the the base is there. The base has since been shut down. so we know there's a base there we know there was a montauk base we know that it existed so that part is true the only way to verify any of this other information is to talk to the witnesses who participated in the program and find their side of the story however there seems to be quite a few individuals that were part of this program and definitely could verify a lot of the story but the most fascinating thing is that many of them believe that they, this type of project continues to exist and continues to be studied today even though they shut down and poured concrete into that Montauk base and, and completely wiped it out of existence, they believe it just simply moved to another location and other scientists continued their research. Uh, even further, possibly causing some of the other effects that we're seeing today, uh, much like the Mandela effect. Some people believe that they're creating alternate timelines where we're remembering other portions of our original timeline, and we're now in a new timeline. Could that be possible? I, you know, <laughs> stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. Um, so, and you know, they talk about. Uh, other projects which were similar like project Stargate which worked on remote viewing but without the assistance of any any apparatus uh, nothing like the uh, Montauk chair but uh, Very fascinating very very fascinating piece of equipment um, You know and it to be developed, you know and be being used in the 70s I mean, it's just really really fascinating because you know, I've heard stories of guys entering Area 51 in the '70s, and they were using, you know, biometric uh, feed uh, biometrics on their entry points. So they were scanning their veins and scanning uh, other portions of their body to enter the base. You know, and this is back in the '70s before a lot of technology had really even hit. You know, even David Adair talked about you know, a calculator, you know, just a standard, uh, decent calculator, not really having even been invented yet. And you have guys getting scanned, you know, biometrically with their, through their, their hand with their veins, not even fingerprints, but through their veins. So, um, it just goes to show you, you know, there's so much information out there. We we're not aware of, but we're uncovering it day by day and you know the more people know and the more people that had experiences and come out and become whistleblowers and give us information the better off it becomes and the more we gain the more we understand and we can move forward as a society could the montauk chair have been a beneficial part of our existence and a beneficial part of you know progressing forward as a society. Maybe we could have used it to manifest medical devices, medical cures, you know, curing cancer, curing AIDS, you know, curing all these horrible diseases. Um, you know, and we're dealing with, you know, our current disease that, you know, scaring people, you know, could we have used the Montauk chair for something like that? Could they have foreseen the future, you know, and, and seen what was going to happen and, and stop it? You know, the possibilities are endless what else could we have used the montauk chair for could we have manifested beautiful alien uh, you know beautiful spaceships that are similar to alien spaceships you know um spaceships that don't require propul- propulsion for their energy but you know zero point energy could we have created you know ascension for ourselves could we have created um new bodies for ourselves and, and transcend from one body to another uh, or to create uh, eternal youthfulness you know up for, up for your discretion well so many questions still not enough answers but again thank you for coming along for the ride I hope you're staying healthy and taking care of yourselves following your passions taking care of your loved ones and always continuing to pursue questions about uh, the government, as well as the UFO phenomenon, as well as human potential. Until next time, Lockdown Universe, out.